government this week put out a notice urging all dog owners who no longer wish to keep their animals to take them to the local SPCA, animal welfare shelters or private vets. This as the debate on whether pit bulls should be banned continues to gain momentum as more children are are being mauled to death by these dogs. In the most recent case, a one-year-old child on Wednesday was mauled to death in a pit bull attack in the Eastern Cape. Bring the total of such attacks across the country to three in less than one week and at least five incidents in the month of November. Keshvinair, Public Relations Officer for the National Council of SPCAs, now joins me on the line to talk further about this matter. Keshvi, this is this is really the topic on um, on many many South Africans' lips, talking about the issue of pit bulls. There has been uh, an increase in calls for the for the dogs, in fact, to be banned. Calls for these dogs to be handed over to SPCAs. Give us a sense of what's been happening since these calls have have been made. Have dog owners been surrendering their dogs? Certainly. So we can confirm that SPCAs across the country have been dealing with a number of pit bulls being surrendered. Um, and I'm sure it's not just our SPCAs. I'm sure other animal welfare shelters are experiencing the same thing. What happens to these these dogs once received, um, Keshvi? I mean, you're talking about uh, particular breeds of dogs. They've been raised differently. They're used to different environments. And, and now being handed over to the SPCA what, or, or these other private shelters or to veterinarians, what's likely to happen to them over time? So at the SPCA, every single animal that is brought in is given a fair opportunity. They are all assessed by the relevant person appointed to do so at that point. And then a decision is made in the best interest of the animal, whether that's adoption or medical treatment or whatever it is. Um, Unfortunately for the SPCA, euthanasia is a reality. For Mm. slow-kill shelters, when they are full to capacity, they just say, sorry, we're full to capacity, please take your dog and leave. And often those dogs end up getting dumped or abandoned Mm. or people kill them in cruel and inhumane ways. The SPCA does not do that. We accept every single animal that is brought to us. In addition to this, We take rehoming of animals very, very seriously. Often, we come under scrutiny because people say, you know what, the SPCA complains that there's thousands of dogs at their shelter, but every single time that we try to adopt an animal from them, it's so difficult, they make it so hard, and we'd rather be scrutinized for being difficult Mm. and ensure that the animal gets rehomed responsibly than to do the irresponsible thing. And with that being said, when it comes to dangerous and aggressive animals, Mm. the SPCA does not rehome dangerous and aggressive animal. It is irresponsible. It places the community at risk. It places the animal at risk. Do you have capacity for, for, for these uh, uh, these dogs? Now, I mean, this uh, I, I don't know if maybe we were expecting the, this sort of thing um, given these, these uh, you know, fatalities over time. Mm-hmm. But, but how have you as the SPCA prepared for, uh, for the influx of these dogs? Well, I don't think anybody could foresee um, how big of an issue this would have turned out to be, especially in November, with all of the media attention around it. Mm. Um, But the SPCA deals with unwanted animals on a daily basis. So we certainly are um, equipped to deal with this, but I don't think anybody could see that it was going to turn out to be this massive. Um, And, you know, the the, the sore point here is the fact that it would appear to us that everybody, not everybody, but most people think that because the SPCA deals with this on a daily basis, it's fine. Let's just dump this issue on the shoulders of the SPCA and leave them to deal with it. Mm. And that's, that's not the way that this should be. There are a number of role players here um, that need to come to the party when it comes to this. Mm, mm. 
let's talk a bit about you know what what is in fact what makes the pit bulls I suppose more more deadly um wh- why is it that that we've reached this point for people who are saying they're not going to surrender their their dogs because they mm. they protect their homes um or, or they just they, they just love the, 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 the that particular breed of dog mm. um you know how, are we handling this the, the best way in in your view here because it isn't everybody who's on the same page i think i think all of us we would argue that are, are saddened by these these killings it's quite unfortunate especially with children but mm. you then have a, another group of people who are saying but why why target these these dogs mm. well every animal has the capacity to attack every animal has the capacity to bite um, but when it comes to pit bulls, they, there's a lot more damage. Pit bulls and power breeds, a lot more damage can be caused. And you, you've hit the nail right on the head when you talk about the both sides because there are some pit bulls who are capable of being very loving family pets. But by the same token, pit bulls can also cause immense damage and devastation, as mm. we have just seen. And that is why we've been reiterating, and it's not just now. We've been saying this for the longest time, that pit bulls should only be owned by people who have extensive knowledge on the breed and who have experience and expertise when it comes to owning and looking after this animal because they would understand that even, well, they would understand that under the right circumstances and with the right stimuli, um, what this dog was bred for, which is fighting, those Mm. very specific and dangerous breed-specific characteristics will come to the forefront. Even if this animal was well-loved, well-trained, well-looked after, under the right conditions and with the right stimuli, those dangerous breed-specific characteristics will come to the forefront. Um, so we're dealing with we're dealing with a number of factors here. We're dealing with a dog mm-hmm. that's got um, breed limitations. We're dealing with people who have the dog for all the wrong reasons. Oh, I want a pit bull because you know it's a power symbol, and I want it for protection. I want it as a weapon. Um, and then, of course, in the we cannot ignore the fact that this dog is used for fighting. And unfortunately, yeah. even though dog fighting is illegal. They are still used for dog fighting. And then on the other hand, you've got people who do really understand the breed, who love the breed, who want the dog because they actually love the dog and they know how to look after the animal. But but those people understand that even though I love my dog, even though I look after this animal, there's still the chance that mm. my dog can attack someone and I need to ensure that this dog remains below threshold and doesn't get aroused too quickly um, and I can pick up the red flags before tragedy occurs. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, and, and already too, too many lives have, have been lost. Let me thank you for your time with us this morning. Kesh Viner is a public relations officer for the National Council of SPCAs.